Welcome to Let's Talk About Gay Stuff. Woohoo! We're the podcast where we talk about gay stuff and discuss LGBTQ plus history. Yay! Yay! <laughs> we are Thomas. Chris. Dusty. And yeah, we're the podcast, like I said, that we talk about gay stuff. Uh, this week we're going to talk about She-Ra. Mm-hmm. Uh, She-Ra and the Princesses of Power. Oh, all right. I like a little She-Ra, but you're saying this is the new She-Ra. The new well, She-Ra. Mama, yeah. there was a She-Ra before you were even born. <laughs> Speaking Aww. of She-Ra's, warrior princesses, I won't talk about RuPaul. Her mm-hmm. birthday is this week, so, Ooh. you know. But we are recording today on Vets Day, uh, and uh, yeah, so that's important. Yeah, though I, I post about this every year as like, this is the day mm-hmm. in LGBTQ history, and then you, you could reason, like, why do we... I mean, why are we posting about that? Because it's not specifically gay, but mm-hmm. I, and I, I don't know, you tell me, I don't know if I feel shitty about it or not, not so much that men Veterans Day recognize it, but I do put in there, it's like, uh, the LGBTQ community was not recognized as part of this. I mean, we, we, we were, but we couldn't be out like, so yeah. until mm-hmm. Don't Ask, Don't Tell was repealed in 20, repe- repealed, repealed <laughs> in 2011, like, um, yeah, you LGBTQ people essentially soldiers were not uh, veterans they were not recognized at that because you could not be out i mean i guess after you left the the military you could be but i mean we weren't included in that so i don't know is it a dick move to be like hey happy veterans day you forgot about the lgbtq no because i think it's a recognition of Mm -hmm. history i mean and that's the the premise of this podcast is to recognize (laughs) those situations to say uh yeah this is what happened in gay history did you recognize this whenever veterans day became a holiday Mm -hmm. no so let me tell you that get kicked out of the military Mm -hmm. but we've come a long way because uh uh, recently, there is a, a, a Navy ship, a replenishment oiler, uh, the USNS, named after gay rights icon, politician. Any guesses? I know, but I, well, I just started I talking. You, we read I told you in the pre-production. <laughs> we all did read the article. I did. I mean, yeah. this is an upgrade over the last two hosts because <laughs> I gave them notes and they. No, I'm just kidding. This is no, no tea, no shade, no lemonade. We'll get to RuPaul later. Uh, just kidding. We're just, just kidding. My mom's gonna be really nervous about She's this. Like, She's uh-huh. like, is that why y'all don't have is Kendall that and the Tony drama? anymore? <laughs> no. Am I the drama? It's, I think about you whenever that. Am I the drama? <laughs> it's not that dramatic. People got jobs. That's mm-hmm. all. Uh, but Harvey Milk, yeah, got a ship na- named after him. I guess is this ship? Is that what we want to call it? It's an oiler. It's an oiler. A boat. A boat. It was recently, uh, and so he was. Um, and I was thinking this was odd because I'm like, okay, so if this happened this year. Um, I mean, uh, Joe Biden wasn't acting that fast because nothing happened. Mm-hmm. I was like, did Trump do this? But no. In 2016, um, Obama was still president. And so um, the... That was um, when he first tried to name this ship five years ago? Well, it takes a long... Like, they had to build the ships. So the, the next, the, these, ne- these ships that are going to be built take six years. Okay. Uh, we want to name them after... That's a long time. Um, some civil rights and human rights leaders. So Harvey Milk's one of them. Uh, there's a John Lewis one. And uh, I guess... To be uh, launched or to be celebrated, the uh, Sojourny Truth, uh, uh, Chief Justice Earl Warren, Robert F. Kennedy, and uh, Lucy Stone, who was a suffragist? Suffragist. 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 We've talked about this, I yeah. feel like, about we, the, we there's did. two different meanings. Yeah. Oh. So, so that's, uh, I mean... <laughs> 
suffragettes when you're a jet you're a jet although uh but yeah that's uh, that is um that, that so i thought that was interesting so you know we've come a long way we still have, and that's one of the you know chris to your point where you were saying like it's important that we still talk about these mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. and why you name uh, a, a ship after harvey milk it's like you know and you know, you could argue like, oh, we shouldn't talk about this anymore. But no, they're the the uh, Navy secretary uh, who was there to honor the the launch of the ship was like, no, we have to talk about this. Mm-hmm. Like, this is important that we don't forget like what's happened in the past. Mm-hmm. And it's important me as the, as this Navy secretary be here to, because Harvey Milk couldn't be out when he was in the military mm-hmm. and had to hide a significant part of himself uh, because of the roles we had at the time. So he's like, we have to continue talking about this, and this is why you name a ship after Harvey Milk. And I thought. You know what? I like that. I like well, that. I also, excuse me. I also Are you getting goosies? Oh, no, you're just touching yourself. <laughs> I'm just touching myself. Goose <laughs> <laughs> thumbs. Um, <laughs> no, so I, while I was touching my arms, <laughs> I was also thinking. Uh, just my, my thinking oh, rubbing, you that's know? That's what he thinks. <laughs> um, oh, my goodness. Now I'm all embarrassed. Um, no, so what I was going to say is I think that it's very important for that that to make headlines, honestly. Mm-hmm. And not just, the, not just Harvey Milk, but like, all the uh, civil rights uh, activists is, if you say civil rights and then someone says well how is Harvey Milk a civil rights person like I don't even know who Harvey yeah. Milk is so then people are going to google that and then find that out find well, that information about him it didn't even make headlines right did, did you no. guys know about mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. Not you, until know, you, know. you know where I found this out Kendall he was like this is for the Kiki I'm like girl you're trying to come back on the show make <laughs> <laughs> like a guest performance I said come on but <laughs> And is she busy? Uh, so, but yeah, that's why. I mean, so I didn't even like get get one of that. Kendall was like, "You guys should talk about this." Yeah. So, um, which was a good call because yeah, that's a big news. But. Yeah. I mean, I tell you that I get my news from Twitter, and I didn't see it on Twitter. So, uh, yeah. So that I mean, I think it's a very important factor because I mean, some of the people that you mentioned, I I don't really know who they are. So yeah. like, it's very important. Well, that- yeah, they're not just war heroes anymore. Mm-hmm. Just I mean, they're they're American. You know, like. For general American heroes, like yeah. you said, like civil rights, like these things that people that like get overlooked over time and get, you know, lost in the exactly. shuffle. Exactly, lost in, lost in time. You know it? what? You should not get lost. Is our podcast. Don't forget to subscribe mm-hmm. today so you can hear future episodes. You can visit our website at Let's Talk About Gay Stuff. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Let's Talk About Gay Stuff and on Twitter at Talk Gay Stuff. Hey, if you're listening to this portion of the podcast, which is the beginning, so you're still listening. You should still be here. Mm-hmm. You should leave us a review and tell us what you think. While you're listening to how funny and informative we are, you can be like, Oh my gosh, this podcast is so funny and informative. Five stars. And like, oh, I just love Chris so much. Just a <laughs> Then you know it's a lie. He's the best that's, host that's on your, That's your review. It's what your mom it's wrote. Me. It's your mom. It's your mom. It's in me. It's your boyfriend. Am I the reviewer? Am I the drama? <laughs> you sound... <laughs> I was just thinking about you in that exact quote today. What else is going on, girls? Um. Mm. Oh. <gasps> Uh, oh, I don't know. Go I don't know. I get excited because okay. you're like, oh. <laughs> um, Marvel's Eternals just came Ooh, out. Okay. Um, and uh, lesbians. Les- no, no, there's no lesbians. Oh, wait, hold on. No, no okay. lesbians. Um, no? No, so Marvel's Eternals just came out and they made headlines because they mm-hmm. featured uh, the first gay kiss oh, in, gay. In, uh, in Marvel. It was boys. It was boys, oh, yeah. Okay. It was gays, gays. Um, yeah, and they're both people of color as well. And so they Ooh. have a child, they're married, they have a family, Ooh. and there's the, the gay kiss, the gay on-screen kiss. So it's the first uh, gay on-screen kiss uh, from the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So it was a big, like, look, we have gay superheroes now. We have sound effects now. <laughs> that's what that's, that's the world. That's what happens that's when you... That's hell freezing over. <laughs> Very hell freezing that's over. That's hell freezing over right now. 
too much. You too think much. it's an ice maker in the background of my husband making a drink for himself? No, that is hell freezing over. It's all broken. It's yeah. all broken. Uh, but yeah, so the Eternals um, was uh, largely. Um, I mean, it, it's. Uh, Eternal. Eternal. No, I'm trying to find the words I'm trying to say. Burn. It's uh, very recognized that uh, it's a very diverse cast. Yes, uh, yes, that's on, what I On compare. purpose. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a deliberately uh, diverse cast. Uh, and, I mean, the, the Eternals came out um, in the 60s or 70s. And I know comic book nerds are going to come for me. Uh, but the <laughs> Eternals original... I don't think that's our demo. Yeah. <laughs> so <what am> I <laughs> uh, but the Eternals did feature... I mean, it, they were also um, many people of color, different backgrounds. I mean, Ooh. all sorts of different things on purpose. So it was to like, represent all sorts of different people. Um, I mean, we had uh, Salma Hayek uh, as an Eternal. Uh, the original character was a man, but they changed it to a woman. And yes, she was woman. in charge. Uh, she's a Latina, and uh, she's famous uh, beautiful. for mm. beautiful Latina. Latina, yes. She's like 56, 57. Mm-hmm. Oh, she does not look like she, she is. got them. Not that we are. I'm not sexualizing her, but I mean, she has got she is boobs hot. for days. Oh yes. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. She. If she, I was married to a billionaire, I'd look that way too. I don't it, know, but it doesn't look like that. It doesn't look. No, like I just mean that fake. much money makes you. No, I'm not saying fake. I'm just that's a life of luxury. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. you just look better when you're a billionaire. Well, yeah. yeah. Um, but she, uh, not everyone, but I mean, <laughs> plenty. I think the, the that's a true. Lot of yeah, time look at Elon people, Musk. Yeah, like, well. oh, he just thought, okay. we're going to read everyone. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> look at Jeff Bezos, uh-huh. Bill Gates. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but yeah, she, she okay, sorry. So she is gorgeous. Yes. Uh, so she gets emotional in uh, an interview where she like saw herself on the screen for the first time, uh, and she was just like, "I saw myself in my full costume and like after all the effects and whatnot, and just made her so emotional because uh, she was like, I, I'm seeing uh, like a representation of her. Yeah. Of uh, I mean, it mm-hmm. is her, but like a representation yeah. that's going to mean so much to so many people. Well, and like again, look how old she is, and look how long it's taken to see that kind of exactly. representation. Somebody that she can relate to. She's not exactly. that, that old. Look how old like <laughs> older women are our demographic. Okay, so we don't need to. <laughs> don't you attack push people away? <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Those are our stands. <laughs> If you're over the age of 55 and a woman or a man, hey, we stand you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Chris will explain Even me. stand Yeah, some drink point. your wine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to shut up. He's dating a younger man. I'm so, dating a younger uh, man. You are. Uh, so young. Um, but uh, Selma, younger. you know, on Selma Hayek, though, uh, if I can just keep talking about her. Please. Gushing, please. Um, she, uh, she's in the Gucci movie, isn't she? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, she and is. So you see the previews. It's like Academy Award winner, Jared Leto. Academy Award winner, Al Pacino, mm-hmm. Academy Award winner Lady Gaga, which she won. Look, I'm uh, gay. She gay won. Gaga. But then you get Selma Hayek, who's like <clears throat> been like mm-hmm. has some great acting roles, and mm-hmm. it's like Selma Hayek. <laughs> she's there too. Yeah. <laughs> she's here. It's too. like you think she's like, hmm. You wrote a song, girl, uh-huh. and you get to be Academy Award winner. She, I mean, Gaga won the award for the song, not for acting. Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying, like, so far she has. They're saying this. I can't wait to see it. It's you think it's a, I've heard it's bad. Anyway, it's we're supposed not to about, be. Ba- oh, we're, not, we're not talking about Gucci. Yeah, okay. we yeah. can talk about it when it comes out. Okay. Oh, but speaking of biopics, <gasps> I did. I watched. I went and saw Spencer. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. biopic, biopic, biopic. At least. You oh know, wait, no we'll, wait. I want to get in on this argument because I've not been. We will. It's been on both podcasts. It's what argument the. That word. We'll respect... It's biopic. Know, biopic. Biopic. I say biopic. I say biopic. No, it's biopic. 
<laughs> Kendall corrected me previously, and I, I, I have come, I've converted. He's and converted. So, oh. yeah. Anyways. Spencer, not my husband. Oh, wait, we're we going to Spencer? Yeah, yes. Okay. Well, because Kristen Stewart. Oh, okay. And she just got engaged to her... <gasps> Lesbian. Her, her girlfriend, fiance, I guess now. Mm-hmm. Um, no, she's so good. Oh, she is so amazingly good. Well, I mean, I don't know the movie. You it's about Lady... It. It's about Diana. Okay. It's about the three days in 1991 when it was like around Chris. It was at the Christmas holidays when she and uh, Prince Charles were had decided to get a divorce. So it's like it's like just three days in her life. So it's it's all about mental health and. Is that when she threw herself down the stairs like to have an abortion? No, 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 no. She was. She thought it did. It does show a part of her thinking about throwing herself down the stairs. But it it, it deals a lot with her and her demons about like um, being trapped by the family and like being uh, bulimic and. And being, uh, you know, like m- mentally and emotionally abused and hindered. It's it's amazing. She's amazing. It's so good. Yeah, and Kristen Stewart plays her? Mm-hmm. And she does a very good job. I mean, well, because they're already saying that, like, she could be nominated for oh, an Oscar. Win. But she may not. But Jennifer Hudson also is, yeah. yeah. yeah uh, Aretha. Aretha Franklin, yeah. So, which I have not seen. Mm-hmm. Icons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's got some good movies. It's out very there. good. It's very good, and there is a little bit. I don't want to spoil, but there is a little bit of gay lesbian stuff in the movie as well. With mm. Dinah? Well, yeah. Well, with with, with with not with her, but with a a another character. Oh, which was pretty yeah. So well, I mean, Princess Diana is already like, oh, famous yes. for going and, mm-hmm. and visiting AIDS patients mm-hmm. exactly, the and, and, and touching them, and yeah, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. So I mean, that's so yeah. So it's 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 good. It's a big mm. movie. I think it's going to be very good. It's mm-hmm. going to be good for Kristen Stewart, I think, because she's not so brooding and moody looking. Yeah, because yeah, normally that's what she gets typecast. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you know, this is. I think this could. Yeah, this shows that she's not just, you know, Twilight. A goth yeah, chip, a blah, just yeah. blah. Yeah, she's. Yeah. It was. It's very good. Interesting. Guess, so. Well, that's oh, cool. I I've been waiting for it forever. One thought. Spencer, mm. you know, it's funny because the night I first got to know spencer um i <laughs> we were oh. at a uh, i had a little shindig at my place it was uh, so in august here in houston they had did pre-pandemic was a uh, white linen night mm-hmm. and so oh, yes. i had a so it's in the heights area which i lived by and so we um I had a pre-party, and then we walked uh, after that to uh, to the White Linen Night. So walked about half a mile, whatever. But I was a good host because I supplied the wine, and then I I got everyone. More importantly, I, this is this is why I'm telling you this. This is a, a PSA. Always bring or buy go cups for your friends, especially if your guests, especially mm-hmm. if you're gonna walk somewhere, not if you're gonna drive. Well, it's a cup that you can throw away, and you buy a dollar. Yeah, you know, go to the dollar store. You can buy a nice plastic oh. cup, fill it up, and like a solo, you got like a red solo cup. Yeah, yeah. Well, you okay. can make it a souvenir type. It doesn't. Okay. Uh, well, I didn't one, know. One that, I'm not invited one, to <laughs> one that has a lid on it. One that you can carry in, oh. like that looks like a water bottle, but may have. But some. a white linenite and uh, lights in the heights is, are both nice. You can just probably yeah, but, uh, walk around. How and much? Is, how much stuff is a? How much you're gonna hold in a in a red solo cup? Valid, it's yeah. gonna spill it's into the crowded space. I don't know. I don't well, I'm just saying, like you have a lid. You know, it's a go okay. cup. So you gotta you be go a professional on the go. Clearly, was a PSA. I'm, a, I'm an amateur. Uh, I'm mature. I'm educating, right? That's what we do here. <laughs> so we we go to and and Spence showed up like because uh, he, he was a lot of the front runners, 
so the running group the gay running group mm -hmm. and uh so we show so we go to the event we're walking uh we we're all like okay we're over this let's go to the bar so spence and i and another friend of our two other friends were like okay we'll get this uber and i totally blanked on spence's name i was like uh who is this person <laughs> they were like <laughs> they were like who who uh because i they were calling me like where are you guys going i'm like okay we're gonna go to um pick a bar we're going to the eagle and uh and they're like who are you with and i'm like uh i'm with i'm with peter and i'm with andy and i'm with i'm with the whole the whole oh. group <laughs> and peter was like peter was like spencer like and i'm like i, I was on the phone maybe a little had a couple drinks and i was like yeah well the whole i mean we hadn't started dating so it wasn't like okay. it wasn't yeah. like a, it wasn't we hadn't been on any dates or anything like that so um so it wasn't like i was you know we were dating and i forgot his name but i was just like and i'm terrible I, I think i've said this before on this podcast my biggest fear is like being on a conference call and i've got to introduce everyone and i forget like my team members names or my bosses mm -hmm. and it happens because i've done it to my best friend gina in college like we were at dinner and i'm like this is my friend <laughs> and she's like Gina, and I'm like Shit. Gina, like, and I did something I forget her name, like I'm not, but I just kind of like I freeze up, so totally forgot, and and they were point being, it was like um, Lady Die, you know, and I'm like that doesn't <laughs> register or anything, like Princess Diana, her last name, I'm like Princess Diana, <laughs> Diana, his name isn't Diana. Look, the whole gang's Aww. here. We'll see you at the bar. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. He went out with me. You know, end of the story. Like, end of the, the story. He went out with spoiler alert. <laughs> We're married, married, and have Aww. children. <laughs> Although now that I tell this story out public, maybe he's gonna be like, "Hey, you're out." <laughs> now the isn't entire it, podcast world knows. Isn't it romantic? It is. <laughs> Heart How emoji. cute. Heart emoji. Stop. Heart emoji. You know what else is cute? Pups, puppies, <gasps> oh, doggies, cute. fur babies. You got them? Well, show them some love with Baked Bones dog treats. These are just any treats. No, no. They are specially baked bones. They have CBD, which is CBD. CBD, which is great because <laughs> CBD has been shown to help reduce stress and anxiety. We know it reduces stress and anxiety in humans, but also dogs. So thankfully, Baked Bones has your dog covered with delicious, yummy treats that your dog will surely love. I know my puppies love them. Mm. Um, made from organic human-grade ingredients and full-spectrum hemp oil, their bones may offer some relief to your anxious pup. You can check out BakedBones.com for more information on CBD for dogs and the other benefits they may provide. Baked Bones offers free shipping on all orders over $25, and you can save 15% using the promo code Gay stuff 15. Gay stuff 15. Woohoo! Baked Bones is LGBTQ plus owned and operated and is based in Houston, Texas. Baked Bones is now available in Man Radio Mercantile, which is based in Houston and in Austin. Baked Bones proudly donates 10% of all of their profits to no kill shelters in the U.S. Baked Bones, baked dogs, happy. Woof. Woohoo. <laughs> Woo oh, I was to keep that up. Woohoo. Um, huh? Can I talk about RuPaul? Go for it, yeah. You better work. You better work, girl. You, you better, better work. work. So RuPaul was born. RuPaul is, you know, we talk about <gasps> Selma Hayek being old. RuPaul, True. girl, she is 61 this week, 61. November 17th. You know, she was born in California. I always think of her, like, as a New York queen. <gasps> Me too. Well, I, San Diego. But she, I thought she was uh, I was Atlanta. like, did, oh, I was thinking, like, Detroit, like, upper no, Midwest-y, near got, Canada. No, she got Yankee her start area. in Atlanta, yeah? 
I don't know. Don't look at me. She moved to Atlanta when she was 15. Oh, so yes. Yeah. Um, and uh, to go to performance arts. And moved with her sister. And uh, yeah, she was, I mean, so RuPaul, we ta- we've talked about RuPaul uh, countless times. We spent an episode talking, uh, mm. one segment talking about RuPaul's Drag Race. But it, I mean, we talk about RuPaul so so much. And I was like surprised that we haven't covered like RuPaul. actual yeah. RuPaul, yeah. But the actor, the model, the singer, the TV personality, the drag queen. The uh, award winner. Award I winning. Guess. Although she says she's not a drag queen. Dude, I saw an up clip uh, recently. Um, what was last year? Um, with Jimmy Fallon. She's like, a drag queen. A drag queen. She looks at the audience and says, a drag queen. She, I am the queen of oh. drag. Mm. <laughs> so, I mean, okay. well, it's kind of hard to argue. Yeah, yeah I mean, it's hard to argue. Most successful commercially yeah. most successful mainstream commercial i mean yeah iconic yeah i mean i could see that i mean sure there are more people that you may like better but i mean she's the only Open reason the door, you yeah. like because, trixie uh, mattel and blah 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 yeah, all these she other ones. queens yeah it is her she's got a factory of queens mm-hmm. um you know side, side note she's got a famous cousin she found out through that like, there's some show about dna like you can oh that them. about that that family tree show where yeah, you? yeah okay yeah. she's mm-hmm. a Related cousins with Cory Booker, mm. Senator. Oh, who knew? Yeah, you know that. Well, we know her from her uh, iconic show, but again, there's a lot to her. Um, I mean, she's, uh, like I said, she's born and raised in San Diego, uh, moved to Atlanta when she was 15. Uh, her, both of her parents are from Louisiana. Her mom, Ernestine, or Tony, um, was the one who kind of came up with the name Rue. Again, I think we've talked about this, but Rue uh, is, is stemming from Rue, the uh, the base of gumbo and creole, mm-hmm, so that mm-hmm. meal and uh, that's popular in Louisiana. Mm. So that's how you get roux. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, but she's uh, she's again. It shows that I'm listening. Okay. <laughs> wow, that's fascinating. <laughs> in uh, Georgia, um, was on the music scene and the drag scene. Uh, had a band. Uh, the band was called. Wee Wee Pole, which I kind of like that name. Wee Wee Pole. Mm-hmm. What do you call a penis sometimes? You call a Wee Wee Pole. <laughs> a pole. Sometimes. Well, I hadn't before, but now I guess I will. You can call yeah. it a Wee Wee Pole. Or a Wee Wee or a Pole. Don't call that to anyone you're dating because it might be the last day. Oh, look at your Wee Wee. Pole. Look at your Wee Wee. Well, if you call it a pole, well, then, a pole then you're good to go. Hey, if you that have a hole, kinda kinda that is, if you yeah. have a pole, where's the hole? Uh, but yeah. yeah. Honestly, any hole's a goal. What? There you go. <laughs> You said that. I mean, come on. <laughs> really kind of came up in the 80s, Miss Paul Charles, uh, Miss RuPaul Charles. Um, was kind of back and forth in the 80s and early 90s between Georgia and New York City. And again, I, I think of RuPaul like as the New York queen, but I mean, I guess there is a, a lot of uh, her upbringing, like who she is as um, growing up in, in uh, as an adult, as a drag queen in, in Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um but again, music scene, drag scene, uh, you know, when she said she, you know, depending on how loose she was with, you know, the booze and whatnot, uh, or how late at night, she had different personalities. She had a personality called, uh, or a persona called Cupcake, which was a, you know, a, a vixen of sorts. Mm-hmm. And then you had, uh, she said, like, after four in the morning, like, still things were still going. She became Bianca Dinkins. Um, uh, Dinkins, um, I'm forgetting his first name, but he was a mayor of New York um, back in the 80s. And so she just kind of played on 
like Bianca Dinkins, and there were lots of other na- you know, names to that because as a drag queen does, you you know, mm-hmm. you're a drag queen, you're like Bianca Dinkins Dupree, mm-hmm. blah, 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 You just blah, blt. add a bunch of names. Yes, because mm-hmm. that's what you do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but the RuPaul drag persona, she's like, that really clicked, and that's, you know, people like that, and so she kind of went with that. And, and she says she was influenced by Diana Ross. Uh, like Oprah, um, Diana, you know, she says, you know, Diana was... She, She's on TV, like a colored girl on TV, uh, and she really liked. Those were her words. I'm not using the word. Again. I know. I was like, <laughs> no. oh, can you say that? <laughs> no, no. Um, uh, but she also appreciated the fact that she kind of grew up from the Brewster projects, and she was really trying to, and she made it right. And so, um, so that was kind of her like inspiration. She's had other inspirations like Oprah, Arsenio Hall, Whoopi Goldberg, but like Diana was the one. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's always said that on the show too. Diana is always like a mm-hmm. major like anyone who's ever tried to be Diana Ross or you know has to play Diana Ross and whatever they're like you know that you have a lot of pressure because Ru- Diana Ross is like RuPaul's icon like mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. number one yeah, when's, so. she, when's she gonna get Diana Ross on her show that's what I'm saying <laughs> ain't she that famous award winning um, you talk about her all the time on that show just be like hey get over here <laughs> yeah I'm famous uh-huh. probably more famous than you are right now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, oh. But in 1989, she kind of—I mean, she was she was making it big in New York City. She was named the Queen of Manhattan uh, in terms of like the drag scene, um, but also like made a mainstream appearance in the uh, B-52s video "Love Shack." Mm-hmm. Love Shack, baby. Uh, so that was like a moment, and I I remember like that that video. I remember like seeing all that, and um, I, I feel like seeing that on MTV when I was like eight that. years old. It's like you weren't born in 1989. No, I. It was on MTV at some point. Yes, <laughs> but but my I guess what point was going to be on on that like she's been on. I remember her on RuPaul, um, on MTV since then. Mm-hmm. Like since that moment, like she's always been. That's my first and uh, recollection, and she's always been in the universe in yeah. my universe so uh and always something that even before I was out and just even thinking I might you know like boys or anything, it was like. I just looked at her. I'm like, you know what? Do your thing. And mm-hmm. of course, girl. you know, you better work was kind of the 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 big slogan and song that she had uh, in 1993. And then that's really kind of started to be some mainstream uh, success for RuPaul. Although it seems like she's had multiple iterations of like a breakout hit and then kind of a, mm-hmm. a, a you know a slump. Um, but the 90s, she really had a, a run. Uh, like I said, Supermodel, You Better Work was the song uh, and the video on MTV. Um, then was in uh, other albums, Foxy Lady, Glamazon. Um, well, Glamazon and Born Naked were, were later. But, I mean, lots of success um, was uh, the first drag queen in the 90s uh, to land a cosmetic campaign with Mac. She was So she was a Mac girl. Um, she had a uh, TV show on VH1, The RuPaul Show. Uh, she was so the first drag queen to host a mainstream TV talk show. So she did it in, in drag. So, but she had all sorts mm-hmm. of like people on her show. Like it wasn't just like a you know cable out uh, access show. It was like VH1. She had Nirvana, Dionne Warwick, Cyndi Lauper, Mary J. Blige, Backstreet Boys. Like all the like major acts of the '90s. Mm-hmm. Uh, also had a morning show with her friend, dear friend Michelle Visage. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, which I feel like we need to do as her as a top. She is. I mean, she's, she's an icon. Yeah. I was talking about like Megan Mullally, like a, a recent mm-hmm. post, but I'm like Megan Mullally played. I mean, she's a, an, an ally to the community, but she was basically, you know. Maybe Karen Walker is uh, Michelle Visage in real life. Or no, Michelle Ooh. Visage is Karen Walker in real I life. Can, I can honestly I can agree with that. Yeah, so, I agree. Mm-hmm. I mean, Michelle a, is like, a, like, honestly, she's like the famous gay mom. 
like that. Oh my god! Right? Yes. That's kind of how she like. And you look at her on Twitter. She just interacts with everyone. Mm-hmm. And she just like thinks that she, she she acts like she's not famous. Like you're not on 13 seasons of RuPaul's Drag Race and or I guess tw- uh, 11 seasons of RuPaul's Drag Race. But I think like RuPaul until maybe recently, like you you have so many ups and downs that you're kind of like this is only as good as it is in the moment. Yeah. Like, at this time, and so and especially as you get older, you're like I'm just enjoying the ride. Like yeah. I've seen the. I mean, she was one. Well, we can talk about Michelle Michelle another time. But yeah, she was. I mean, had a good career in the early 90s in music. So. She was on the soundtrack of The Bodyguard. Uh, but RuPaul and Michelle, all of the gay pride events, all up in the gay pride events in the, in the 90s, um, which at the time, you know, you think about gay pride events in the 90s, they were very, you know, they were seedy. It was the naked, like, men, mm-hmm. all the mm-hmm. stereotypes of what, you know, the uh, conservative media yeah. would call us, you know, men's, men's is in speedos, which, you know, that's a thing. Um, and she was there kind of, like, embracing it, like, almost mm-hmm. the face of, like, gay pride. Um, also, in a number of other, uh, in, in addition um, to the TV show and music, she was in movies, the Brady Bunch movie. She was on All My Children. She had a little cameo there, which smart on her because she was wrote a book at the time, and the character she played on General Hospital, what basically was herself, and she was promoting her book. That's on, smart. On All My Children, that <laughs> girl she, knows how to market. She really does. Didn't she? Wasn't she also on uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch? Uh, you know, I didn't. I have to check with the research I, department. I think she was. <laughs> I'm pretty certain she was. I think she was on like two episodes, so okay. she wasn't on like a whole bunch of it. But she was like a hairstylist, oh, uh, if oh. I remember correctly. All right. Tu but, Wong Fu. Thanks for everything, uh, Julie Newmar. In that too, mm-hmm. so, she brief cameo in that one. <laughs> mm-hmm. So all over the place. Um, she's always been a business. Had a. Uh, uh, she's always been out there she's used her celebrity to uh, um and her persona uh, to advocate for lgbtq rights uh, in the 90s part of what kind of led her in the like to get that mac girl um uh designation she was uh working with mac to advocate for uh, aids research and awareness and raising mm-hmm. money for that um has been a big advocate for get out the vote uh, both on her show Drag Race and just kind of outside of that as well. So um, she's always been very vocal about mm-hmm. voting, and, and that hasn't gone away even with her celebrity in RuPaul's no. Drag Race. I mean, we season twelve, she did a whole episode of like uh-huh. fucking go vote. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, she she's a writer. She's had an autobiography, letting it all hang out. That's been out there. I mean, all over the place. Interestingly, as much fun as she is, like, and, and I don't know if you think of this about drag queens, but I usually think, oh, they party hard. They're kind of you know sometimes can be a mess, but <laughs> that's a you know a, a bad stereotype but she's been sober since 1999 i did not know that i didn't that's crazy yeah so um yeah so she's not boozing it up and having those extra calories like some of us Um, are you attacking us right now as we sit down at like our third glass of wine third doing it responsibly But of course, of course, of course, of course. In addition to all the 16 solo albums and just numerous TV performances, we know RuPaul. Most recently, again, another iteration because she was kind of quiet. Like I said, all all through the 90s, early 2000s, Mm -hmm. I feel like she was kind of there wasn't much to her. I mean, she even had an album that no one wanted to cover. Like she Mm -hmm. didn't get any press uh, despite like building a career. Everything just kind of fell flat. And then in 2008, she starts working on this one little show called RuPaul's Drag Race. Mm -hmm. Have you ever heard of it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Of course, a little bit. it's been on since 2008. It's won a new, numerous Emmys. Uh, I mean, she won Emmy for being a host, uh, mm-hmm. so outstanding reality competition, uh, outstanding host for a reality competition. So five-time Emmy Award winner. Um, she's uh, 
you know, and that spurred all these other things, right? You've all these other franchises, a franchise of RuPaul's Drag Race around the world, Everywhere. Thailand, mm-hmm. uh, UK, Canada, Canada, Holland, uh, Espana. Is it uh, Espana? They have a version in, Australia, in Mexico, uh, down, down under. Down under. Down under. So, down and and some of them are RuPaul's Drag Race, and some of them are just Drag Race franchises. And she's got—I mm-hmm. mean, she had other like spinoffs, like Drag You, mm-hmm. and there was a Celebrity mm-hmm. Drag Race, right? She's got a, a, a All Stars. Uh, she's got All Stars. She's got, got a, new, she's got a Vegas show. Yeah, yeah Queen of the Universe. Universe. Yeah, where it's like everybody from all over mm-hmm. the world. Yeah, so Queen of the Universe. I mean, she just does it all. Queen of the Universe, by the way, two hundred fifty thousand dollar dollar cash prize. That's some money, honey. And she's bringing Michelle Visage, Leona Lewis, and Trixie Martel mm. to uh, oh, Trixie. to be the I want the, the host. Trixie Martel doll. Tr- Tracy Martel. Tracy Martel. She doll. does. I want that. I mean, again, the woman is always making money. Though. She's a man, by the way. I mean, her her <laughs> pronoun. Right, we know this, but I th- RuPaul's like, hey, you call me whatever you want, yeah, just honestly, as long as you yeah. call, call me. me. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> um, but I mean. How to drag a man, and you know, not trying to not, because I I watched an old clip of uh when, from the '90s when she was on the Arsenio Hall show. Oh my gosh. And uh, um, he was like, so like, what's the deal? Like, are you you know, did you want to be a, did you want to grow up and be a, a girl? Like, he's like, no, I, I'm I'm a man under this, and I was like, I have every, I love being a big black man. He said, six four. Oh. Uh, and so he, uh, but he's like, look, but I, this is my persona again. As I mentioned earlier, this clicks. So, but always a hustler. I mean, especially uh-huh. uh, whether it was the '90s, whether even in that like downtime in the early 2000s to now, like RuPaul's Drag Race does movies, does TV. Um, Queen uh, had something on Netflix. Uh, bu- 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 <gasps> uh, AJ and Queen. Queen. Yes. Oh, that was so good. A podcast. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. just constantly what's out the there. Tea? <laughs> but uh, yeah, what's the tea? Mm-hmm. Um, and then again, I mentioned another resurgence in like the last five six years because you had all those emmy awards that she was winning drag con was just like blowing up you know seventy five thousand people go to drag con. she she created a drag con in new york and it exploded so much that she had to create a drag con in la and then there's rumors that she's supposed to be creating one that's like centrally located and i'm like dallas houston vegas, come on like do something vegas. right here it's be vegas uh vegas is so close fair. to california it's not right. centrally located everyone can get to vegas cheaply though yeah that's true um, Hollywood Walk of Fame, first drag queen to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, had another TV show in the uh, talk show in the with, uh, with the 19, 2019. Uh, she created the RuPaul show again, didn't yep. she? Yep. Yeah. Uh, was not doing it a drag. Was as, yeah. As yeah. RuPaul, RuPaul Charles. Uh, once named to the Time One Hundred Most Influential, being again icon, icon, mm-hmm. icon, uh, a legend. I don't know. What do you say? Yes, I think yes, yes, because it, I think you have to. At like when you reach this status, like we've talked about, like with Ellen, like when when you when you get to this point where like where you open a door, mm-hmm. I think it provides you the. You don't open a door. She's privilege. opened doors for almost two hundred queens and more across the exactly, entire yeah. world. Uh, I mean, the second that you put a, a name uh, of a drag queen on a drag race franchise, mm-hmm. um, like sorry. <laughs> Uh, the second that you put uh, a, a drag race franchise on your name, sorry, the, I said it backwards, uh, you are immediately yeah, already exactly. famous. Uh, so, no, I mean, you as a queen still have to market yourself uh, because, I mean, you look at some queens from 
um, earlier seasons mm-hmm. that didn't we didn't have as much social media presence as like you know on Twitter yeah. and whatnot. Uh, so like these new queens uh, that go home first, Vanessa Vanjie Mateo, like uh. she she went home first on season ten and all of a sudden became this massive. But I mean, I digress. What I'm saying is that you RuPaul is a legend so much that you immediately put she brands you and says you're part of my franchise yeah. now or part of part of whatever and you are good to go. And how many like uh, amateur drags has she drag queens has she influenced right by every local bar. Has- Oh, yeah. So you think you can drag, exactly. right? Exactly. You know, these uh-huh. drag com- yeah, competitions. competitions. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not just what we see on TV, mm-hmm. uh, but it's all the ripple effects. And just, I mean, some of these drag queens now are famous just because of they're on Instagram, right? They're mm-hmm. not at the bars hustling. Like they, they, And you can do that. You can be successful. Well, and some of the queens on the newer seasons are not really performers they or anything. They're, they're just on Instagram. Yeah. They're, are their makeup, you know, they're, they're known for their makeup. They're yeah, known for... Like, not being perf- a performer per se, like yeah. as the original, like Kine on uh, Canada's Drag mm-hmm, Race or exactly. Aiden Zane uh, from uh, season twelve. Yeah, they uh, had I mean, like extremely little presence they, they, anywhere because they didn't have a gay bar in their town. Yeah, so they didn't go to perform anywhere. They just got their name. A Soju was a, mm-hmm. a Instagram or a YouTube uh, video. Uh, I mean, we're looking at queens oh. that just get famous from the internet now, and they are trying to you know follow. Or get famous because these things and go on RuPaul's yeah. Drag Race and get that branding. So, I mean, it's... I think it's great. And, and RuPaul's, I mean, persona stick isn't, like, mean, right? Like, some uh, some of them have, a like, a bent. I mean, drag queens can, can yeah. be sassy. I mean, drag... Uh, she's known, like, if, by the, the saying, if you can't love yourself, how the hell are you going to love somebody else? Can I get an amen? And, you know, everybody say to love. Everybody mm-hmm. say love. And then everybody says love. And then drive that down to San Diego Freeway. But despite all that, and she's she's found some detractors. Like people get ticked off at her because yes, she's been an activist and she's all about love. And then she's fracking. Oh, the fracking. But I think that's just. I mean, I think that's just with. I mean, that's just. I think that just comes with being human. I mean, like, and not to bring up Ellen again, but I was just talking about this with. Oh my gosh, um, you love Ellen. Well, I was just talking You're about just this so with obsessed. with somebody else um, on a date the other day. Like the whole thing with like um, Ellen and like George, but like they have lives outside of this, and so like I think it's just it comes with the territory. Like oh, yeah. they they have things that they personally believe in or that they personally do that may or may not fit with their image their their branding but yeah i'm not gonna get mad at her for fracking i don't but I mean, also rupaul does not give a shit so no. i mean well because her famous thing in her song the realness is uh unless uh-huh. you're paying your bills uh exactly. bitches no mind and she adheres to that i mean she tells the queens every single season don't look at the comment section because the comment section you're yeah. just gonna cause problems for yourself She's well, like, you don't I do not give a shit well you don't get to where she is and do everything by sitting there and reading it all or mm-hmm. caring or changing something just because like somebody I mean, brings it up or, or somebody attacks you for it you do have to understand your place at some point that like mm-hmm. you are a public figure and like you have to be able to I mean work with a public to make yeah. yourself like a marketable person essentially mm-hmm. uh, but at the same time you get to a certain point that it's like I don't need to make everyone happy no. like uh, there's a certain situation so I understand that her fracking is a situation um, but I mean people just attack her and they just uh, they, they, it's gonna happen. I mean, it's gonna happen. She did relent a little bit on, well, not a little bit more than more than that on her stance on transgender mm-hmm. people. Yes. She got a lot of heat about that. And I think that also shows. I mean, because I mean, you also have to like somebody that's that age, you know, of a certain age. Like, think of what they've been through, like, and the things that they've experienced, and the li- like, what was acceptable and what was safe to support and say at a certain time, and how that influences how. 
I mean, because like, who's to say in 30 years, something that we're saying now is not going to be offensive. Yeah. yeah. And, but, and, but that doesn't give her a, a hall pass. No, you no, need, no. But she I, needs to, I mean, she's a drag. The whole point of drag is to, to learn and meld yourself to the new culture. Yeah. Being a drag queen is knowing pop culture, knowing yes. what's happening in the world, knowing the next step. And so if she's not taking that next step, that's on her. Uh, and so I understand, I actually understand some of the hate she gets about not uh, being as uh, uh, progressive thinking when it comes to drag. Because if you consider yourself uh, not a drag queen, but the queen of drag, uh, you need to understand that drag is ever changing yeah. and mm-hmm. that ever morphing. And that it's not just uh, men dressing as women anymore. And you need to understand that it's, it's men dressing as drag men or, you know, women. women as men gender, or this. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. I mean, we're, we're looking at all sorts of different drag out there nowadays. And she needs to take a step to morph into those things uh, or else we're not getting at any... And I think that's kind of why also in the past, like, I would say, wouldn't you say like year, two, three, it's it's kind of back down and other people are taking, like, you've got, what's the show? We are here. You know, you've got some of those coming up and like, not like in the same competition realm, but like in the same, like making a name for themselves. Mm -hmm. And she's kind of backing down and, you know, kind of as she expands, kind of settling down and letting other things take which is what kind of makes me happy about the drag race franchises that are out there because Mm -hmm. i think it's allowing other franchises to take uh a little ownership yeah moments that they're allowed to you know Mm -hmm. kind of do whatever they want to uh the drag race holland uh last season had a bearded queen for the first time that a madness uh she was on there and that was a bearded Mm -hmm. queen situation and that's the first time that a bearded queen was on there uh we started i mean gia gunn came back as a transgender contestant Mm -hmm. as the first trend and then of course all stars and then yeah Mm -hmm. for all stars uh and then we had um uh got mick as the first transgender man as well so uh we're getting some progress and then we had our first transgender uh woman as for all-star six as a winner of uh, rupaul's records as well so i mean there there are rupaul is making steps but i think that she she, I don't know that she's taking them fast enough, as we know that means. Yeah, I mean, she's making the chatter, but she, yeah. she. I mean, it's all started like she. I mean, to Dusty's point, right? Uh, she grew up at a different time, right? She grew up with I, with transgender people, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, backstage, uh, transgender people at the time were probably performing in drag because that's was a way for them to express themselves right and so um and so there was always a confusion i mean lady bunny says oh you know i feel more connection with my trans brothers and sisters than i do you know with gay people just because i that's who i am that's i I close more closely identify that with that and not because lady bunny is trans but that's just um, the identity that that she uh, connects with right mm-hmm. so i think rupaul was kind of coming from that like you know we we grew up together right yeah. and we've always called each other because then there was like the younger uh generation that was saying hey you can't call me you know because her in her segment she had female right mm-hmm. uh and you know, there was a segment too i think called uh train or she has a song tranny chaser right mm-hmm. uh and there was even a segment on uh drag race a a, a female uh or a she-male, like, and so um, there was a segment on that where mm-hmm. they were all, like, trying to pick out who was a bio woman and who was not. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, got a lot of uh, pushback from trans contestants, like mm-hmm. people who were previously contestants on Drag Racing. You you can't do that. You're not respecting us. And that's why she kind of, I think, you know, much like, I'm not care- comparing them, but I am. Like, we talked about Dave Chappelle. Like, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. instead of, like, saying, you know what, this is an opportunity for, mil- for me to listen, I think he, you know, RuPaul kind of painted in the corner saying, I'm your freaking ally. Like, you can't yeah. come for me. Um, and so she kind of well, she I doubled mean, down. Like she the, did double down for a said, while. Yeah, she well, said, because no, I drag- think, like, the she-male thing, like, I don't think it was ever intended. Like, I'm not saying it's right. 
it, but it's at the at the time that came out, it was comical. It was meant as a joke. It was meant as a drag. I mean, joke. It was not meant as a derogatory term. And I think, but then people said, you know what? Hey, we this is offensive. It's not meant this way, but it can be offensive. And yeah. I think that's when you need to say, okay, that's not how I intended it, but I'll shut my mouth now because because I think it's she was offensive. trying to market. Uh, Men dress as women. Exactly. She, yeah. She knew what she was trying to market. So what she was doing was trying to market. It was a plan words. It was. Exactly. It was. That's all it was. And exactly. I think that. But I, I think though. The times change. And her her influences, to... like her the people she knew. It's not like she didn't know transgender people. That's how they talk to each other, right? And then at some point, trans folks were probably saying, even maybe, maybe her friends weren't. Maybe like, oh, girl, you're funny. Uh, but other people were like, no, like I don't like being called that way. And mm-hmm. I, maybe I can relate in the sense that. You know, growing up, uh, you know, you get called, especially being a brown person, you get called a beaner. You're the guy who cuts the grass and all that sort of mm-hmm. stuff. And I was in, I was the first one to hit the joke because it's like, yeah. if I hit the joke first, then you can't come for me, yeah. right? Well, and, that, and so, yeah, exactly. and so maybe that's what, maybe her trans friends felt that all the time. They just were like, it's how people talked. And then I, I'm assuming because she has. To your point, Chris, she's reversed her position because there are trans people that have been on the show. Mm-hmm. There maybe there's some people that talked to her that she knew and said, "Oh, okay, I get it now. This yeah. is not this is not it's funny education. anymore." Right? And, yeah. and it does. I mean, we talk about this on this show all the time. It's like you have constantly educating yourself, constantly like, "Oh, I think I get it," and then you're yeah. like, nope. "That's a different perspective. <laughs> yeah. I do not appreciate." So. I mean, they even changed. I mean, they had this even after they changed Shemail after what season six? Yeah, I think six, it was after six, season six. Yeah, it was. Six. It was a while. Um, that I mean, she. she I think it went all the way to season six, and then season seven was when she was like, "Let me go and explain the dude." Uh, she already had hers the situation because she like made it like a yeah. very obvious uh, change of what she was saying. Um, but she had until what season eleven that she had gentlemen start your engines and may the best woman win, mm-hmm. and so that she changed that to uh, start your engines and may the best drag queen win yeah. instead, uh, which is a step. But at the same time, people are still asking for. Uh, non-binary drag and asking for yeah. drag or, or people dressed as in and drag king like that's still valid drag too so there's a, a lot of asks that are well, happening and I think it well. has to all I mean and I think to to play devil's advocate oh oh, oh yeah <laughs> um uh I think RuPaul also understands that like there's a time for everything and I mean yes maybe she could involve those people. You know, like you could, Dragula has the more avant-garde drag. Mm-hmm. But that's not, I don't think that's not mainstream. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. Mainstream is not ready for that. Like mm-hmm. Tiffany is not ready for that when she goes to Hamburger Mary's for brunch. She's no. not ready to see that shit. She wants to go see Britney Spears. Britney, like, somebody yeah. that looks like Britney Spears. She wants to go see, you know, that. And I and I think in some instances, RuPaul probably is a little bit more ahead of the curve than we might think because of all that she's been well, through, you know, it's and, like what we said, and she's a like, marketing genius. Exactly. So like she knows it's what she's not doing. time to do this, you know, mm-hmm. and not that that's being offensive but at the same time. It's, you know, just, it's, yeah, no, I you understand. You just gotta know your audience. I, I understand the reason. I, I, I recognize the reason why she's doing it, but it's it's a it's different being friends with a bunch of drag kings, drag artists, mm-hmm, drag mm-hmm. Uh, queens. I mean, drag people just across the board that it's like, they don't see themselves represented in a yeah. you know mainstream media hard, situation, yeah. uh, and so it's hard to like say how do I keep doing my drag when I don't have anything to like. I think though she she also I mean maybe I'm reading too much into it, but just knowing her personality because she's always you see the way she is 
with the queens. It's like she's kind of tough on folks, so she's mm-hmm. like, make your own space. I mean, I think she's challenging yeah. you to like do you your know, own RuPaul's yeah, Drag like, Race. Yeah, go ahead, do it. Yeah, like don't just complain. Like be part of the solution yeah. because yeah. she maintains like, look. Yeah, uh, she said back in uh, again on this Arsenio Hall episode, like every time I bat an eye, an eyelash, it's a political act. Like mm. she knows what she's doing. She knows like addressing a drag is people. It makes people uncomfortable. So I, I mean, I think she's fine with being uncomfortable. She's gonna, but I think when her defiance is somewhat of a bit of a challenge. Like go check yourself. I, again, I on on the the tranny chaser that sort of mm-hmm. stuff, derogatory comments. I think she realized okay that that's not that's me being um, stubborn yeah. mm-hmm. uh, versus kind of listening but other things I, I I mean I think she's just kind of challenging like the non-binary queens the bearded queens like do your thing step like, up yeah. I did don't it wait you for, can do it it's yeah. almost like an empowerment issue. I mean like you mean you're standing up to me it's time yeah but she's a Yes, I understand that. I can, Let I, me play the devil's advocate. What you're ooh, saying? Yeah. All these devils, like y'all are so bad. Halloween's over. I know. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's my little horn. So I was gonna oh, say God. a horny joke okay. too. Um, stop. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so yeah, so uh, she is. She already made her way through. Like she already created uh, this giant platform. So instead of saying like challenge me, go to mm-hmm. your own thing, like create your own platform, people are saying you already have this. Yeah. You can literally just accept one person on there and make something better. I mean, she did take a step in Drag Race UK season three. She did accept a biological or a AFAB queen, so a assigned female at birth. Uh, so there's a queen that it was assigned female at birth, and she was she's she is a drag queen on the show as well. Um, and so I mean, there are she. That is a step because that is RuPaul's Drag Race. Still, that is a, that is not just like a Drag Race yeah. situation where it's a, you know a spinoff or whatever. This is RuPaul's Drag Race, and RuPaul is on that show. So, I mean, th- I think we are taking little steps, and I think that she is learning more of what she's what is expected is becoming a societal expectation of her yeah you also have to be a talented right so mm-hmm. just because you're non-binary doesn't mean you get to go on drag and i'm not saying yeah. non-binary queen, yeah. drag drag personas are not talented i'm just saying not everyone who applies probably is the, the, oh, yeah. you know, the right it's, fit yeah. for that show so. well i mean look at gottmink gottmink was our, our first uh, trans man contestant mm-hmm. and uh gottmink made it all the way to the top four yeah. so uh I, I mean you that really gottmink was like so gottmink is a trans man who's dressing in drag as a woman it's, it's love fascinating it. love it love it love mm-hmm. it love it love it uh yeah um one of the, of course rupaul's like famous saying is you're not you're born naked and the rest is just drag so don't be a drag just be a queen mm-hmm. that's lady gaga always <laughs> see how i just turned the tables you know uh, what we should also turn the table on hunger for lgbtq seniors this holiday season we let's talk about gay stuff and our parent company listen works are proud Media partners for the Chamber Holiday Food Drive, which is happening on Friday, December 10th, uh, 2021. So that's the Greater Houston LGBT Chamber of Commerce. Once again, they're doing their food drive. This is their second food drive. Uh, so, uh, so now we can call it a tradition. The food yes. drive helps yeah. LGBTQ plus seniors during the holidays. Two, there's two drop-off locations this year. There's a morning drop-off and afternoon drop-off. Uh, you did a drop off uh, last I year. Did. I remember that. I helped uh, help Baked Bones mm-hmm. do the drop off. Yeah, we had our friends at Baked Bones. We partnered with them, and we gave like five hundred bucks worth of Baked Bones mm-hmm. treats to the seniors because you know what? Yes, we need to feed the seniors, but a lot of them have a little they furry friends. Yeah. So like, let's do that. So uh, yeah, we did that. So together, we can all beat hunger for LGBTQ plus seniors. Last year, the Chamber Holiday Food Drive raised the largest food donation ever for the Montrose Center, which is a, a LGBTQ community uh, based organization here in Houston. Um, 
in, in effort to support uh, LGBTQ seniors. The Chamber needs your help this year to make the 2021 Food Drive even more impactful. You can learn more about how you can support the Food Drive at www.chamberholidayfooddrive.lgbt. Again, that's chamberholidayfooddrive.lgbt. And if you're not local, mm-hmm. maybe, you know, look, go to the uh, website. Yeah, we donate have, we're some, international. Donate some money. So, you know. Are we international fish, aren't we? We're international. <laughs> so is She-Ra international? Oh. An icon? That what was a smooth, smooth transition. You are so good. What happens when, I, when I'm only like one bottle in instead of four? Like, I'm, I'm kidding. Like, oh, I don't, let's go. I don't drink on this podcast. No, there's no, no, no drinking. Water. I don't we, drink anymore. We don't start out like crisp and clean and then all of a sudden go... <laughs> marbles in your mouth. <laughs> Never. I don't drink anymore on this podcast. Uh-uh. I don't drink any less either. <laughs> Same amount. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> yeah, so She-Ra is International Fish. Uh, she is on Netflix. Uh, so She-Ra and the Princesses of Power is a uh, 2018 uh, rendition of... 18, wow. Yeah, 2018. It came out in 2018. Uh, is a uh, reboot of the 1985 She-Ra Princess of Power. See, this makes me mad right here. Because you're, you're presenting this as your whippersnapper topic. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, yeah, we've got to introduce whippersnapper. Well, we've kind of, like, morphed <laughs> since, you know, it's just the three of us now yeah. on a regular basis. Um, but, you know, it's in the... But I'm like, y'all, that's, this is cultural appropriation. <laughs> This is Dusty, generational taking, appropriation. They are taking away from they our are, culture love and trying to claim it as their own. Well, you know, like, oh, have you ever heard of this girl, She-Ra? Do you I'm know like, who she is? It's all is. computer animation. <laughs> it's not hand-drawn animation. Oh, Do my you, God. Have you ever heard? Have you ever heard of She-Ra? <laughs> <laughs> She's like really crazy. Princess of Power. Are you, I am dead. Was it really Princess of Power? <laughs> well, so uh, the 1985 She-Ra is uh, the Princess of Power. I feel like that doesn't sound right. She wrote, she wrote. Okay, my sister gonna... watched She Wrote all the time. Uh-huh. My sister. My sister. I was like, don't you want to put this in the VHS, Veronica? She was like, no, I want to watch Pound Puppies. I'm like, are I you sure you don't want to watch She Wrote? Are you sure She Wrote would be nice? <laughs> and then yes. she would try to do it. I'm like, no, mama, this is how you do it. Take the sword out like this. For the honor of Grace Gold. And you better grip that sword. <laughs> <laughs> You're like teaching her, like, this is how you She's grip like, it. You better work. <laughs> I'll be damned, it is. Okay, it keep is. going. I did I, my research. What do you think? I just made this shit up? Look, we have a new season, new research department. Uh huh, exactly. <laughs> we read our articles. <laughs> it was Wikipedia. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was on. <laughs> um, so, yes, yeah, so uh, it is a reboot of She Read the Princess of Power, but it is the Princesses of Power. It's more. Uh, all encompassing. Oh, is this the, the, on, a play on the they them? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, well, there is a they them in this. Okay, we'll get there. <gasps> I'm kidding about they them. I'm, not, I'm not kidding about they them. So okay. I just like was a pronoun. It was there. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, so much like the original series, if, uh, the reboot follows the character Adora, which is a teenager who can transform into a legendary She-Ra um, and leads a group of magical princesses into a rebellion against the evil Hordak and the Horde. So just a little background what <laughs> legendary she legendary like 2018 she is legendary three years <laughs> in so the recent adaptation was released as i mentioned in november of 2018 and the fifth and final season aired on may of 2020 well, she's already Wait, gone yeah 19, 19, 20. 
They release like two seasons a year. Okay. Yeah, because they, they were only, they were only a few like episodes every season, uh, and it was it's all on Netflix, so you can go and look at watch it on Netflix. So don't it. worry. Yes. Um, the re the reboot received critical acclaim and was praised most specifically because of the diverse cast and the complex relationship uh, between Adora, aka Shira, and her best friend turned arch enemy Katra. Oh, I was gonna say just because uh, they're gay doesn't mean we have to call it complex. It's twenty eighteen. Oh no, but, it was oh, complex. They were enemies. They, they were, were friends. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that so is complex. They were they were best friends uh, when Adora was in the Horde, and then she discovered. Well, hold on, let me keep going. Ooh, the tea. <laughs> yes, I know. So the show is set in Etheria, which is a magical world. Uh, I love these names. I know some of them get a little corny, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, and follows orphans Adora and Katra that were being raised by the Horde, uh, led by Hordak, who wants to take over Etheria. Uh, so he's the bad guy. He's like oh. the poison on the planet. Essentially, we just got a new dog. I'm going to name him Etheria. You should name him Hordak. I'm too. Hordak. Poor Jack. <laughs> He's got a poor cone on it. They broke his balls off. His balls are gone. His balls or their balls are gone. No, that's. Should I make that up? <laughs> Is that too much? Oh, you've edit. just been canceled. Uh, edit. Again. Edit. Canceled. Adora stumbles upon a sword. I just move on. <laughs> it's like, oh, no, I'm done with that. <laughs> Avoid the cancellation. <laughs> So Adora stumbles upon a sword that transvo- transforms her into the legendary princess of power, She-Ra, as we all know her from the, even oh. the 1985. Uh, and then the main words that uh, are echoed from the 1985 version the, for the honor of Grayskull. That, oh. That's where she holds it up and she transforms mm-hmm. into uh, oh, powerful yeah, she She-Ra. does say honor power by the power of Grayskull is He-Man. He-Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. They're, yeah. So for the siblings, honor. right? They in the 1985 mm. version so i'll get there in just a second so it is no different me digas. Yeah. uh so she que is lastima. <laughs> a scandal there we go that's what i was looking for <laughs> she is also met by the two main characters glimmer and bow uh so they are two um they're the the triad that becomes like the people who are Ooh. are doing everything um so adora alongside glimmer and bow with their help uh they then unify the once broken princesses of power or, i'm sorry the princess alliance uh trying to bring together the princesses of power and defend the rebel stronghold stronghold of bright moon that's all mostly within the first season i'm going to retract my earlier statement saying the comic uh book uh group Names. is not our demo i mean it apparently it, could it, is be. Demo. it absolutely After this, is yeah this is gonna be we're gonna be on comic-con comic palooza 2022 <laughs> we're talking about the the we're princesses gonna, of power we're gonna have a booth hey the, i mean i've seen some costumes on on twitter of gays that dr- have dressed like the princesses of power and i'm like i'm about this <gasps> Ooh, i'm so about yeah. it uh they i think they're all gay icons honestly they're all queer icons for sure and we'll get into that don't mm. worry mm. uh so this uh whenever uh, adora becomes uh she-ra of course and then realizes that the horde is actually bad uh that of course pins her against her best friend katra uh mm. and then much of the last the next Four seasons, essentially, center upon their complicated relationship and how they are trying to kill each other but not. Um, I'm sorry. Battle each other. Because this is rated for (laughs) seven-year-olds. So no one's trying to kill each other. Uh, But there's a lot of plot in between. Uh, I digress on that. Uh, But in the end, Adora and Katra... Uh, they have to. Uh, Adora loses her sword and uh, then loses her power. Uh, so then she has to use uh, her love of her friends, specifically her love between her and Katra, to re-enable her abilities to become Shira and destroy Horde Prime and mm. save the universe. So uh, the love between uh, two women characters, <gasps> uh, 
um, is yeah. what saves the entire universe. Oh, so I love it. Yeah. Uh, so the show was applauded because the characters were deliberately created to be diverse. Um, it's not just like in appearance, but like in traits as well. They specifically like uh, non-binary characters. We've got queer characters. We've got trans characters. We've got, I mean, we've got everything literally focused on that. And on top of that, they have uh, back and forth of like, I'm good. I'm bad. Like I'm kind of Ooh, in between. Turmoil. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so it set itself apart from the 1985 She-Ra, as in the stars almost an all-female cast. Uh, they, I think I wrote this further down, but they have all but um, all-female voice actors, but one. There's, there's one one regular occurring male cast member. Uh, all the rest are all women. Uh, even the writers' room, all female cast. Uh, I'm sorry, all female writers' room. Uh, he Man, who was a who are, mm-hmm. in the 1985 remake. Um, oh, sorry, 1985 original. Sorry, uh, he's the one who originally awakened Shira, uh, and uh, it's not even a part of this on purpose, so that Shira was set up as a hero on her own. Uh, she didn't need no man to exactly. Wake her mm-hmm. What was my next slide that I wrote? She don't need no man. <laughs> So you stole my joke that I had written that. Dang it. Uh, <laughs> rewind. Rewind. Let's do it again. Uh, but so, yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So, mm-hmm. so She-Ra was uh, She-Ra and she ain't, she ain't need no He-Man to come in and make things better for her. So um, the series displays a full range of relationships between characters from wide-eyed love to heart-rending jealousy, crushes and infatuations. Uh, I just had to write that because I thought it was really good writing. So like, oh goodness. Uh, so reviewers even focus on uh, like the morphing relationships between uh, Katra and Adora. So the series also addresses such themes as uh, abusive relationships and overcoming trauma, mm-hmm. prejudice, isolationism, as, as exemplified by the princesses initially. Ooh, okay. So the princesses, um, after uh, the the horde kind of like was beating them down, all the princesses were like, "Well, I'm going to go defend my own like uh, my own people." Uh, so the princesses. Uh, were just isolated and they were kind of doing their own thing. Uh, it also focuses on ideas of colonization, imperialism, and genocide as a result Ooh, of Hordak's planetary scale war- warfare. So he was planning on like using Etheria and the magic of Etheria to end planets across this shows the galaxy. For seven year olds? Seven year olds. Yes. I don't know if I'm Shit like gets deep nowadays. Like, do I want my seven year olds watching? I don't know. It's very cute. It's this or TikTok. It's Make your cute. choice. <laughs> <laughs> that is a valid point. <laughs> TikTok dances. You want them to do TikTok dances or She-Ra with genocide? I mean, it's just genocide. Genocide or inappropriate dances. You you can't have both. You can't have. You have. What happened to Tom and Jerry back in my day? I still watch Tom and Jerry. It's a good like when you're having a bad day. Tom and Jerry is just kind of like you just watch some cartoons from your like growing up. I wish I like like to smoke pot or something because I feel like watching. Tom and Jerry and getting high would be a good thing, but I, like a fun experience. But no, I, that's I not like my jam. Watching like, I mean, this was when I was a child. A Dexter's Laboratory, Powerpuff Girls, Ed, Ed and Eddie. Like, the, yeah, exactly. Okay, never mind. <laughs> oh no. Uh-huh. Womp womp. Womp womp. Anyway, so another cartoon for my generation um, was a major influence of uh, Legend of She-Ra uh, in the Princesses of Power. Sorry, the reboot, not the original. I have to. Make sure that's clear. Uh, Steven Universe. Steven Universe was uh, noted and cited by the showrunner uh, Noelle Stevenson uh, that she was basically like, uh, 
Steven Universe walked so that princesses of power could run. Um, because Steven Universe, uh, if you've, uh, and I feel like this could be entirely topic of its own. And it should have been. I should have done Steven Universe before um, the princesses of power. But Steven Universe was a show on Cartoon Network. Yes, Cartoon Network. Final answer. Um, that uh, focused on so many gay relationships. It was very like because uh, the the the. the idea of everything was that this little boy was a child of a mortal and a, a princess of a gym essentially or, or a queen of a gym and the gyms could travel through dimensions and have all sorts of powers and whatnot uh so he was trying to learn his powers and princesses these queens of gyms i don't know the terminology i haven't watched it in several years uh are trying to help him train to be who he was because his mom was a queen of the gyms and they remember his mom um, but these, these, uh, gems can fuse with each other. And that fusion is like, you feel like when you're fused into one body, you feel the love and passion between each other. And so it's like a uh, very like queer, it's queer. It's queer as hell. Are we talking about lizard people <laughs> yeah. again? Yes, basically. They all just morph <laughs> together. Yes. Um, but no, that, so Steven Universe, there's a lot more that I want to talk about about that. That's a whole, like I said, a whole topic on its own. Uh, but Noelle Stevenson, like I said, the showrunner, she said uh, that um, she wrote was was like, let me take this and go with it. So, so you mentioned the writers and the creators of the mm -hmm. show were women on this uh, reboot. Mm -hmm. uh, were they LGBTQ? Yes. Uh, oh. We had non-binary. We had trans. We had gays. I mean, we had. I love that because so you've yeah, got, awesome. you've got yeah. people who, I mean, this is a thing all the time. Like I was lecturing students just recently. I'm like, you have to lean in. Like you have to let people uh, mm -hmm. that – you have to have representation, mm -hmm. and you need so you need people at the table to tell their story, and uh, otherwise their story doesn't get told or it gets misinterpreted. Yeah. And granted, we tell <laughs> this podcast is us telling other people's stories, but you know we do it in the lens of LGBTQ people. We can relate to it. We can put that that, that we can we can present it in a different way than if uh, maybe if a straight cisgender person mm -hmm. did it right. So um, so I like the fact that you've got writers writing they don't have to imagine what that experience is yeah, like right because they, 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 yeah. they know they it. They it. They exactly. it. Yeah. and they can they can do some imagination but they're doing doing it through the lens of what would a girl that's this age like they know mm -hmm. it themselves so i love that that's that's so cool yeah so i mean to go directly off of this uh going to my next point oh my gosh uh, did i read your notes you basically you just <gasps> oh knew exactly God. what you're saying so they knew prior to the release of the show they knew exactly what they were doing they knew it was going to be gay 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 Gay, gay, gay everywhere. Uh, because they, they knew that the LGBT plus representation was going to be uh, very in there. Uh, however, when it first came out, Stevenson was like, um, I'm kind of dancing around, so I'm trying to figure out my, my notes here. Um, she originally was like, after the, she pitched the first season to Netflix, she was like, well, there's there's plausible deniability in if anyone like if there's backlash essentially uh but after this first season and there was uh like uh great like responses and whatnot mm -hmm. um she was like yeah it's gay <laughs> we're going yes. full blown gay. yeah so uh the entire show uh, honestly truly reads as queer um with uh, tour.com which is a sci-fi magazine saying uh and i quote many characters are coded as fluid in terms of gender or sexuality and none are clearly heterosexual like there's not a, like a that's character awesome. on that show that's it. like yeah i'm pretty certain they're heterosexual every single person is like we have no idea that's we great. have no idea uh, yeah. So I thought that this was uh, particularly funny. Uh, 
I said that Stevenson said that, I'm sorry, Stevenson said, so the, the showrunner, said that the network ex executive asked what the rainbow in the climax of the first season's finale meant, and she replied, the gay agenda. <laughs> that's exactly what she said so that's uh, she knew exactly what she was doing she was ready she said this is going to be like loved so does the gay agenda is it so much the gay agenda like starts promptly at eight or is the gay agenda like be here at eight but we'll show up at like 9 45 do you know like, the games <laughs> no so it's, like, it's seven we show i up am at nine but we're organized like we're organizing the fence like we're going to be here here here. i'm on time but, mostly oh. except for this I was I I won you today. I won today. You you won by a fraction of a second. I was here first. Like, because I, I let I you won. turn onto oh. the street over there. Speaking of drama. <laughs> speaking of Am arch, I the truth of arch, <laughs> arch enemies. Uh, best friends turn well, arch enemies. I had to leave forty five minutes early. Oh, oh. Why there's traffic every time mm. I come here. I don't know why it's so traffic. It's so sad. I know. Anyway. Anyway, back to the back so, to the So as I mentioned, there was an outpouring <laughs> of support for people who who uh, picked up on the subtle queerness of season one um, and wanted so much more. So she did that. She went out in season two. I, um, uh, they, I mean, of course, the, the focal point was Adora and Catra the entire point. She knew from the beginning that she wanted the climax to be uh, Adora and Catra kissing. Ooh. Oh, she she yeah. wanted that to be the point. Uh, so this, as I mentioned, led all the way up to the climax of the series, Adora and Catra's on-screen kiss, uh, literally in the last 10 minutes of five seasons of this show. Wait, they um, kissed for 10 minutes? That's a <laughs> ten long... 10 whole minutes. Ten, wow. Just... <laughs> 10 whole minutes. <laughs> Can you yes. imagine that cartoon kiss for 10 minutes? <laughs> like... What, what am I watching? Like, like, they, like they zoom in. Oh, no. Zoom out. <laughs> they're like looking from all angles. Like, whoa. You get a, a lot of tongue. I know. Yeah, a you lot get a, of tongue. A close up of the mouths kissing. <laughs> oh, it's like those little like paper mouths. Like, just like. <laughs> oh, this is gross. You get some like beard burn. <laughs> oh. They're they're girls. Are they? <laughs> oh. No. Um, they could be trans. They could be. You're absolutely right. Uh, in this show, honestly, anything could happen. Anything could happen. Uh, so this kiss was regarded as a revolutionary moment in history for children's entertainment and media for the LGBTQ plus community uh, and representation uh, across the board. Uh, the buildup in queer romance was also revolutionary because it was like we got five seasons of watching this romance of them flirting with each other, toying with each other, battling each other. I mean, there was a lot of like we saw like an actual buildup uh, that sort of depth and complex complexity of relationships and queer relationships. So it made it like, uh, mm. I mean, a real relationship. And I'm not saying that queer relationships aren't real. I'm saying that it made it seem just so normal, just normal. average, just, just a just relationship, a ra not, just a yeah, relationship. not even a queer relationship, just not a relationship. It did not focus on the fact that it was a queer yeah. relationship. It just was a relationship, Love you that. know? Uh, so beyond this, the show's side characters also showed a wildly diverse and LGBT, uh, wildly wildly diverse cast and LGBT features. Uh, from the beginning, there's the same-sex couple uh, who are rebel princesses. We've got Natasha and Sprinterella. Uh, they were in the first season. It was once again that um, that deniability. Essentially, mm -hmm. it was like, oh, they're there. But then in uh, the last season was like, that's my wife. Like, that's my, my you know, the person that I'm, like, there was a internal battle there. Again, I'm just wondering what seven-year-olds were, like, writing Netflix. And we're like, please, for the, you know, we want more, like, let them be lesbians. Like, yeah. this obviously, we're a bunch of college students 
<laughs> high schoolers watching this be like, please, we love this show. We like, love gay. There was not se- <laughs> there was not a seven year old. I know what it was targeted to, but it's like that was not. I think so. I read a lot of reviews uh, because uh, as I'll talk about later, I'll talk about it now. There was actually not a lot of backlash about this this cartoon. I mean, it just, there was not, I could not find an article that was like, how dare they put this on, on whatever. I mean, there's, of course, you look at the, like, reviews on Google, and there's, like, mm-hmm. you know, some one-star reviews down there. You click on those, and, of course, you get in some But it's, yeah. shit, it was on Netflix or? Netflix. Yeah. So, I mean, Netflix is, it's unlike, more like, and being, you know, more back yeah. in our day, uh, you know, we had these uh, um, Saturday morning cartoons, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, Dusty. You know, remember watching those uh, Saturday morning cartoons? Yes. Like, and so you you had your ABC, NBC, uh-huh. CBS. They had your captive attention. So it would be different. You would have gotten a lot more backlash. Yeah, yeah. Netflix is select. Like you select whatever you want. Well, I mean, if you think about like like when we not because he was a little baby. But like Nickelodeon, like you get things like a little bit more. You know, like that's where you get a little bit more. You know live action a mm-hmm. little bit more you know and then now you have netflix which is way more because you have to pay for it it's you know it's cable it's or you know not cable it's well she shows up yeah. on netflix kids so you you can get well, it there yeah but that's what but that's what i'm saying but like it's not it's not you have Just to pay readily, for it not uh, every exactly it's not so like and so like nickelodeon was cable so you can do a little bit more it moves on i know i left a little bit more that's okay i know so um but no, I think that's why, you know, like I think it's it's just like that, you know, you can get a little bit more, a little bit further because that's the backwash. I know. That's what he just left I didn't drink straight from the bottle. He's just like, this is leftover wine in his mouth. So yeah, Natasa and Spinnerella were characters, like I said, they were Are you saying Spinderella or Spinner? Spinnerella. Okay. So she does like wind, whirlwinds essentially, and Natasa throws nets. No, oh, um, it, they, they were interesting powers, uh, but it doesn't matter. That's uh, they they were <laughs> they were mentioned as a like pair, but not as a couple in season one. But then in season five, mm-hmm. they were like, yeah, they're gay or we lesbian. Can... Sorry, they're awesome. they are they are now, now can I do it? L- lesbian. We were all thinking it. Yeah, we, we were, were all thinking, thinking it. it. <laughs> uh, yeah. Thing. So then the main group character, Bo, uh, he has two fathers, Lance and George. Uh, and he was Lance, two such a dads. Gay name. he has two dads yes he has two gay dads uh, and I remember the first time that I saw this on screen because the entire time Bo was super scared to take his friends to go see his dad uh, but it was and I thought it, I was like oh they're probably gay and that's why no he was afraid because the house was messy not because of <gasps> but gay see, dads but that's so dirty queens y'all clean up y'all's house exactly and messy. I was like Oh my goodness! It, it, it wasn't Tops. messy because like it was because it was a giant library and they always leave the library a mess. Um, so of course, gays love knowledge. Apparently, <laughs> books. <laughs> the stereotypes I cannot. <laughs> and so I remember that there was uh, one dad originally, and then the other dad comes out, and I was like, <gasps> like gay gasp. Gay <laughs> it was gasp. so cute. Uh, yeah. Oh, so then we have a gay gasp when your butthole like. <laughs> no, the opposite. It sucks it. Oh, it sucks yeah. it. <laughs> it's a little little hiccup. Oh, uh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh. 
So then uh, we also have Scorpia, who was a princess of power, uh, who was technically part of the bad guys for a long period of time, but she becomes good, surprisingly. Um, And she strongly implies through much of the show that she's in love with Catra. She's always, like, you know, toying with the idea of, like, taking Catra out on a date. But she considers all their side missions to go and, you know, try and foil some, some plans as dates. Uh, oh. That she thinks that her and Catra, she's like, oh, well, we're hanging out together, and like that means must mean she likes me. Situation sounds like and, me. Yeah, honestly. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Dusty. Uh, oh, <laughs> you. <laughs> um, so th- that was uh, another cute moment there. Um, Gender identities are also featured as well with a non-binary character named Double Trouble. Uh, this character uses the singular pronoun they, and they made that clear. Like, and it was just a very just like, uh, like, it, it was like they corrected someone, and like their pronouns, like I'm they, and like you know, went on from there. And it was just just a quick like one line thing, and it was just yeah. like now you know you if you don't know what to call someone, you call them they. Like it's very easy to do. Uh, and then the character received some unexpected backlash because uh, this character was a pseudo-villain. Um, and they were expressed as a lizard kind of person. Um, and the point was they, they were supposed to be like a chameleon where they take on multiple forms. Because uh, the, the whole point of their power was to be able to morph into uh, a likeness of whoever. Ooh. Which that was the idea of the character. Um and so I'm not necessarily defending that, but they were given like an alienness kind of feature, and so that created some backlash. Uh, so the showrunner, like I mentioned, Noelle Stevenson, uh, showed up to the oh, uh, I'm sorry, owned up to the oversight. She was like, uh, they that they so like there might have been uh, something. Uh, I'm sorry admitted that they might have done some things differently uh, had they known the different perspective. Uh, but they, I mean, they just kind of were like oh well i mean this is uh, a character they're not binary they didn't they didn't understand the idea of uh uh recognizing them as a villain was was a bad thing um so there's also a character named jewel star which is pointed out as a trans man uh, which is also voiced by a trans actor um i love that mm-hmm, absolutely so then uh, looking like i mentioned earlier even looking past the character diversity of the show we also look towards the cast and crew diversity as well. So if you look at the the like voice actors or the people in the show, you can just see the pictures of all the, mm-hmm. the actors and actresses, uh, mostly actresses. Um, and uh, it's just people of color, uh, people of uh, non-binary. Uh, I, I mean, uh, we have uh, women, uh, the crew, uh, besides just the actors. I mean, we've got kind of everything uh, intertwined there, which is amazing. Uh, as I mentioned, there was an all-female, all-females writer room. There was only one male on the regular voice cast, and uh, there are many trans and non-binary crew members. So beyond just the actors, there are also uh, crew members that uh, were uh, openly trans and non-binary as well. Uh, as I mentioned at the very, very beginning of all this, the show received uh, critical acclaim, being nominated for a GLAAD award every year since it came out, and finally winning one in 2021 for the Outstanding Kid and Family Entertainment. It was nominated for Daytime Emmy Awards, Critics' Choice Television Awards, NAACP Image Awards, won a, won a Daytime Emmy Award, and uh, Annie Awards, and so on. So many Another other award. award. Another, Another award. award. No so they, they were Another nominated award. for many awards, but I think they only won um, 
the Daytime Emmy and uh, the GLAAD Award. So um, critics praise the series' diverse, series's diversity and uh, the multifaceted relationships among some of the core characters. So they were looking at the queer, uh, just, I mean, everything was just intertwined with each other. Um, others say that the show not only, quote, queers, uh, I'm sorry, the show's not only queers fantasy archetypes, but also the deliberately inclusive and diverse cast, which works to highlight different means of expressing power and have room for an expansive explore, exploration of femininity. So even like Bo, who was the main recurring uh, voice actor that was a male, um, he uh, was never... We didn't get like a... I'm heterosexual specifically because uh, he was just kind of Oh, he might be, there. You, you know? He might be. He could not be. You don't know. All right. uh, I mean, that, that's the whole point of the show because, like, no one was just, like, outright, like, oh, it's just women and men falling in love. It was just, like, anyone is there. So, if I could play devil's advocate. Oh, boy. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I th- think the show sounds really awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, i watch it. For an adult, though. I, I mean, it's there's a lot of drama for a seven year Like, I hear... So, for a while, there was, like, Sailor Moon playing on our, our home TV. <laughs> there's a lot of... And I've never seen Sailor Moon. So, but I would just hear... A lot, it. It like, a lot of clicky, like, um, you know, you don't like me, you're mean, like, you're stupid, and, like, girlfriends, like, people wanting to date. I'm like... My much. six and seven year old don't need to be like they need to be thinking about pound puppies like yeah. oh fun oh. not puppy well that, dating that's a, and there's not dating hookers yeah and, there's not dating in this like it, but you th- said there was a kiss and it's like the lead up like are we gonna kiss aren't we gonna kiss like that was five five seasons to get to a kiss like this is Ross and Rachel on Friends that's my oh point my it's, like, it's like will they won't they will they won't they that was, like, it was too much they they they, they no, won't and so yeah. I mean I'm not trying to be a prude but it's just like. It's not. It's not about the the LGBTQ aspect of it. I mean, they watch a, sh- a straight show like that, and it's just kind of like. So they're starting to talk about boyfriends. I'm like, girl, you were six years mm-hmm. old. You, not you have no bo- idea. Boyfriend. I'm like, they are bad news for you. Trust <laughs> yeah. me. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah. So that's the only reason I would be like, no, I don't. Know. I think I'd pass. Like maybe when they're older, like when they're teenagers, that seems mm-hmm. like a a good show to to. But for seven-year-olds? No, I mean, the show there? does not focus on... I guess I was... I mean, I'm doing an overview of five seasons of a show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's hard to, like, crunch it all together. Uh, but, I mean, it, it's not as much of a, like, sexual tension as we get from a rom-com. Yeah. This is, uh, like... And there's no sexual tension. Right. Like, mm-hmm. we're talking about, like, uh, just, like... But, like, crushes and that crushes, sort of stuff. But, exactly. like, at six and seven? I don't know. I don't know if I... Like, and the crushes are not like, oh, I like him. It, it, it's never like, it's it's so much more subtle. It, than it, that. It's more like just there are kid, a lot of kid shows now that have that aspect mm-hmm. to it. Uh-huh. And it's like, oh, friends like being gossipy or, or, mm-hmm. or you know fighting amongst. I'm like, just can't we just be puppies? Like, can you, know? can you just, just hold puppies? on to your your youth a little <laughs> bit more? <laughs> yes. Because then you start to hear them talk about their friends like that. Oh, mm-hmm. she's this and yeah, like, hmm, or being bossy to each other. I'm like, well, no, I don't. I don't like that. Yeah, well, I mean, the the critics still were were very. Um, they applauded the show. Yeah. I mean, it, I mean, overall, I, again, I love the show. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, but yeah, I thought I heard it was like targeted for like seven, yes, seven, year seven year olds and up. I'm like teenagers, totally. Like, let's do it. This is what you need to be no, watching. No, I, th- I think this it is a little old for teenagers because it is it's very basic. Uh, but at the same old time, old or young, 
A little young. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. I, a, like, wow. a little, I think teenagers are a little old to, yeah. to be, like, super into this. But, mm-hmm. I mean, I watched it as a 20-something. old yeah. Uh, 20-something. Uh, so, uh, like, True Lady uh, never reveals her age. Oh. Well, I only say it on He's this podcast because I just make everyone feel bad <laughs> <laughs> of themselves. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, You're the cougar but, now. It, yeah. Uh, so the uh, critics also further uh, further argued that the show operates further outside of the gender binary than any other show, uh, with the show focusing on a world where uh, the love of two queer girls gets to save the universe. So um, I thought that was really cute. Uh, I spent some time, as I mentioned earlier, trying to find Backlash. Uh, found nothing. Um, I'm providing it right now on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> How dare you let my kids watch this? Not for seven-year-olds. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it was, it's definitely for something like that. A lot of the reviews that I saw were like, uh, it was like a family thing. Like everyone yeah. sat down together to like watch it together, uh, which I thought was really cute. Uh, I, I, the only thing that I could find was, like I said, the Google ratings that you could muddle through if you wanted to look for negative mm-hmm. comments like you could. Uh, I mean, there are a couple of backlash situations where, uh, like the, um, showrunner said something on a live that was, uh, uh, not, in good taste whatsoever uh and th- i mean that was the biggest backlash that i could yeah, find but it was are, not about the queer you're gonna ride someone for like yeah. a live comment or a bad tweet i mean shit you wouldn't be on here exactly <laughs> if you're gonna look at all five did we all say exactly at the same time uh so i mean you wouldn't yeah i don't know uh, mm-hmm. But the, the fact that I could not find people being like, "How dare they put this gay kiss on on uh, or lesbian kiss on on um, Netflix and you know marketing mm-hmm. to my children," it was very impressive. Yeah. Was, uh, uh, the only th- other thing that I could find was that uh, Natasha was a, um, a a thicker girl on this uh, animation. Yeah, I was looking at the and characters. people are like, "How dare you make her fat?" And I was like. Why are you being fatphobic? Why does it matter? Well, then, yeah, if you didn't have anyone yeah, who was well, thicker, was, then you'd be yeah. like, oh, why were the bigger mm-hmm. people? Exactly. So, well, I was so looking like, at the characters while you were talking. It seems very even, like, body, like, inclusive like, yes. as far as, like, physical appearance. That's what I said. Yeah, right? yeah. Earlier, so yeah. it was it was outside. I love the, that. the diversity of the cast was not just focused on, uh, like, LGBT. Yeah, just gender and it, or, identity. Or, like, yeah. the, their, their color of their skin. It was based on, like, their shapes and forms and everything like that. So, I mean, the design of all the characters was also very, very awesome. uh, planned out, intelligent, deliberate. Like, uh, I mean, it was very focused. So, uh, she run The Princesses of Power is streaming on Netflix. Uh, you can watch it wherever. This is not an ad for Netflix. Uh, and it's <laughs> rated Y7 and is appropriate for children 7 and up. So I left it for the discussion at the very end because I knew someone wanted to discuss it <laughs> to see kind of how they felt about like marketing for children. Oh, I, so. I think it's great. I just, I mean, not not my house. No, I, <laughs> I just like, it's not this because I, again, have heard a couple of shows on that the girls are watching and I'm like, why are we like why yeah. are we watch this? Like, there's a lot of catty gossip, gossipy. I like boys, and and I know that's part of the growing mm-hmm. up experience. It just feels like maybe too young to do. Like maybe when you're eight or ten, and you're like that's I don't know. It's just yeah. it to me. It's like preemptive, like re- talking about relationships, like before um, they need to. What I like about it though, it does introduce the fact that you know, like you don't have to like someone just because they're if you're a girl you have to like a boy right this yeah. is hey you can love whoever you want and hey can we get an amen for that amen. amen yeah i yeah. mean i have like stella's non so 
I think Stella would really like this. I, yeah, I mean, I have to when she comes over this weekend. I mean, so I think I see what you're saying, and I like the fact that you're saying yours is more of like an age thing rather than which. I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. yours is going to be more of an age thing rather than like a gender or queer thing. But I think, I mean, that's where it. I think that's the good thing about it is like we're talking about like I don't want my child to watch this because they're too young, rather than it's because it's a lesbian or it's this mm-hmm. or that or the other. I think that's, you know, what the dialogue should be mm-hmm. rather than like gender or identity or any of that. So yeah. I mean And like I know that the the topics that I mentioned were very like uh, red flag words. So when I was talking about colonialism, imperialism, uh, I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah, isolationism, like, like genocide. Damn, a lot. <laughs> I have to explain that. Like, but like, what it, is slavery? I'm like, oh, I think it helps uh, open some doors to conversations that need to be had. I mean, isolationism, especially, mm-hmm. especially there was a character named Entrapta that was on there. Uh, Entrapta was a uh, princess that thought that she got left behind but the entire show is like showing that they are trying to save her and then they thought she uh perished and she was like no longer there and like you know that split second of like a we left and then you you know came out from whatever and so then she's like well they left me uh and so then so she yeah so then she felt that she was left behind uh and so it's just like an explanation of her feelings and like being able to like understand your feelings as a a child like do i feel left behind you know like what those those situations or like um am i feeling feelings for another person that like yeah i I don't know i I think that it's a really i think it's a really great show i loved it as a i want to watch it i want to watch it now as a, a, a 20-something-year-old. Uh, but there are several mentions on um, Avatar The Last Airbender and Steven Universe as uh, places that the, the critics kind of came for that and said, uh, you're not the first one. And I was like, girl. Ooh, child. Uh, Avatar Last Airbender <laughs> did toy with some relationships of uh, youths. It was also weighted, uh, uh, rated for Y7, so uh, seven-year-olds and up. Um, but... Uh, they did not have queer relationships until uh, Legend of Korra, which is not rated for Y7. That's that's mm. like teenagers. Mm-hmm. Um, and Legend of Korra had a queer relationship in that one as well, uh, but it was just like a like a dabble in bisexuality kind of thing. Uh, Steven Universe, gay, very very queer, Ooh. very into that. But I think that Princesses of Power took that step even further because I think. Well, Steven Universe was rated for the same audience, uh, but I think that was more of just like a everyone can just be together, like let uh, everybody say love situation. Yep. Uh, Princesses of Power is like no, there's queers. <laughs> <laughs> so Which, again, and totally fine. It's just I'm thinking about like what was she writing? He He Man about when I like it was like doing good for your neighbor, saving yeah. the planet, mm. that sort of stuff. And I'm like the heroes were like, oh, you're not my friend, and we're gonna be arch nemesis and like that sort of stuff. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't like because then they go to school and they're like oh she's my enemy and i'm like why mm-hmm, and it, yeah. so it, it's that sort of stuff that i'm like it it perpetuates it it causes uh the like the drama like the the dramatization of everything yeah. right it's like everything is a, an emotional event versus and look they're gonna have that when they're teenagers mm-hmm. and i'm totally cool with it like 
It's going to yeah. happen. But, uh, like, and, like, you don't I have to do that when you're seven. I understand your hesitation. <laughs> and I implore, your, I implore, implore you to do a little <laughs> bit more research. Because like I said, I'm cramming five seasons yeah. into a, a four-page document. Totally so. want them to watch it. I'm just yeah. like, not right now. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not being like, it. make them watch this right now. <laughs> I kind of think you are. No, I'm just kidding. I kind of think you are. Well, no, okay, fine. We'll watch it. <laughs> right now, everybody. Wake Let's up. go, wake up. She-Ra. <laughs> yeah, a few Party, a low watch party. Oh, uh-huh. There we go. go. <laughs> I guess you're having daughter over. Come on, bring. I am. We're gonna watch. It. I'm gonna watch it this weekend. Bring yeah. him over. We'll, we'll paint our nails and <laughs> yeah, watch she run. Watch, watch she run. <laughs> oh, that'd be fun. Let's do it. Be- oh, hard emoji. For the hard honor emoji. of grade school. <laughs> 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 oh, I've been waiting for that moment. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> oh, so Chris is now leaving the podcast. <laughs> Speaking of honor, uh-huh. let's honor our friends at Economy Works. Yeah. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Economy Works. You need help with marketing? Hire a freelancer. You need help building a website? Hire a freelancer. You need help with benchmarking and analysis? Hire a freelancer. Economy Works believes in the power of connection and wants to connect you, that's right, you, and your business with its talent network. The talent network has over 1,000 years of experience and it's growing in HR, marketing, IT, accounting, and other specialties. I'm telling you what, Economy Works is booming right now. Yeah. Economy works when we work. The, the economy, economy works. works. You can find out more at economyworks.com. That's E C O N O M I W O R K S dot com. Well, we did it. Another episode. Did Another adorable episode. Adorable. adorable. RuPaul and the Princesses of oh, Power. He didn't even get it. <laughs> You didn't get it. I know. I was there. Adora. And now you got it there. I was slow, okay? Yeah. (laughs) I have not had any wine this entire podcast, I promise. (laughs) Too sober. Too sober. Mm -hmm. Well, I think we're at the end of the the podcast, and that's why we're sing the... Pull up to the bumper, baby. Oh boy! That should be the <laughs> that should be the, that should be the wrap up. So yeah. Pull up to the bumper, baby. We need more sponsors to pay for the rights. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Honestly, we weren't singing a song that anyone knows. <laughs> well, thank you for listening to our podcast and kicking with us this week. A special thank you to the guy who keeps our sound and check Spencer. Hey. You can find Spencer along with Chris on a couple mm-hmm. of podcasts where Chris. Talk to us. Speak when speak you're not here. When you're not here, where are you? <laughs> Normally, I'm at the, the club Houston. No. <laughs> Speaking of pull up to the bumper. Uh, uh, so I'm usually uh, on our spooky podcast. If you guys have ever heard of it, we want to talk about some scary things, murders, ghost stories. Uh. Cons- Conspiracy theories. Uh, we're going through some crazy conspiracy theories mm-hmm. right now, and by that mm-hmm. I mean Spencer is is delving deep into those, uh, which is very interesting. Um, you can listen to listen to us on our Spoopy Podcast uh, at our Spoopy Podcast, our Spoopy Podcast dot com, uh, our Spoopy Podcast on Instagram, our Spoopy on. Twitter and our people on Facebook. I, I still get it wrong <laughs> every single time. Uh, but also, we are on our Rupee podcast. We mm-hmm. talk about RuPaul's Drag Race or anything of the Drag Race franchises that are involved. Uh, we are taking a pause right now as we try and uh, understand that there are five drag things going on right now so it's like there's always there's a lot of drag so we're trying to figure out what we need to do and how we can provide you our opinions on all those things so Mm -hmm. our ruby podcast at instagram.com and our ruby podcast.com as well yeah for the uh, pause pause uh Mm -hmm. dusty what about you where can we find you i'm on instagram you're on instagram at oh what is it is it d droshi yes d droshi i think well i don't know i just it's just me i don't remember 
D. D. Droshi. All right. Book reviews. Yes. Book reviews. I love to read. You do them. I don't know. Yes, you do. You read us all the time. You read us for filth. Read for filth, honey. All right. Well, that's our podcast. And uh, thank you for listening to us. We're all part of the Listen Works Network. And uh, with that, we're here. We're queer. Get used to it.